This week in retail news, MAC Cosmetics unveiled its new connected store design. Meanwhile, Amazon and Target are going head-to-head as they prepare to launch next week's simultaneous shopping events. And this just in, Amazon may ask to read your palm. We've got the scoop and more on today's episode. It's Monday, October 5th, and this is your Retail Rundown. Hi, everyone. Today, we're joined by guests Courtney Hawkins and Andrea Lisbona. Courtney is the former vice president of retail for Old Navy, and she has a proven record of growing and regaining revenue through innovative retail operations, from merchandising to talent and inventory management strategies. Andrea Lisbona is the founder and CEO of Touchland, a trailblazing, all-natural hand sanitizing product. It is taking social media by storm. She recently signed deals with Target, Ulta, Louis Vuitton, Canada Goose, and Purple. Big stuff. Courtney, Andrea, it's great to have you on the show. So awesome to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me too. Great. So the hot topics of the news this week, we're covering three. The first one is again about Amazon. It's not a surprise. They're being buzzed about quite frequently. And they launched Palm Reading. And I'm not talking about late night vendors off Bourbon Street or at your local flea market. Although I hear they make a fortune. I do have a funny personal story about (laughs) a vendor at the flea market. But that's besides the point. Last week, they unveiled their Amazon One device. And this device is biometric. It utilizes palm recognition technology to identify customers, match them with their credit card, and allows them to purchase items with the simple wave of their hand. The device is currently being piloted at two Amazon Go stores in Seattle with additional store rollouts planned for the months ahead. Courtney, I'll pass this to you first. Amazon says it shows palm recognition because it is less invasive than other biometric alternatives. But facial recognition, for example, has received a lot of criticism. So do you think that consumers will be open to paying with their palm? (laughs) It's a really (laughs) great question and funny when you phrase it that way, right? One of the things I was thinking about when I was reading about this was that one thing you can't forget is your palm. You're not going to leave your palm at home. (laughs) So I think that's a pro for sure that you're not going to forget it. I think the second thing that's a a pro in this situation is that it's contactless. And right now with all of the COVID-19 and the things that are happening, you don't have to get out a device. You don't have to do anything of the sort. You just have to put your hand above something and then it recognizes you to pay. I think some of the cons, though, are that it can be confusing. I can see consumers really putting their hand down and touching it with their palm, not over it, which could create some type of cleanliness situation. Also, reading about the sign-up in-store is interesting because you have to physically sign up in-store with your credit card. Although it's a one-time way of doing it, it still creates a contact environment that they currently don't have. And I still think that privacy will be concerns, although consumers are more willing now to give their information for convenience and things of that sort. I still think there might be some consumers that are like, oh, this is a little too much for me and I, I'm not willing to sign up for this. Mm-hmm. That's funny that you said you're not going to leave your palm at home. That's for sure. But I could see, I mean, you've had so much experience in retail and you're saying you could see all this might be confusing for people. Absolutely. Andrea, what's your take? Do you agree with Courtney on the pros and cons? I totally agree. And I think like obviously 2020 has changed the mindset of people about hygiene and touching and everything. So I think the 
this comes at a very good time, especially from my point of view. We sell hand sanitizers, and part of this is educating that 80% of infectious diseases spread through hands. So something as simple as holding the door or like touching the, the keypad when you're paying, like you're putting your life at risk. And most of the time, like you don't have like water and soap available or like there's no hand sanitizer near you. So I think like measures that increase not having to touch things in store, like to offer like these clean experiences when shopping in 2020 are going to be extremely well received. And I, of course, like Courtney said, there's going to be people that still would like to do it the traditional way, but it's part of evolution and making smart shopping and clean shopping, especially in the times that we're living nowadays. Mm -hmm. And those are some scary stats you shared there. 70 to 80 percent of infectious disease are spread through hands. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. These are the door of like anything that you get, like a stomachache, a flu, anything is through the hands. And it's not about like the airborne, it's especially touching. And and this one of the moments that I do feel like more like uh, that, that I'm getting in contact with the world that I cannot avoid is when I go anywhere and I pay that you still have to put those numbers in the keypad. You still have to put your credit card and touch the button. So I do believe that in the moments that we're living today, and and it takes, I think it's, I heard 45 days to create a habit. And we've been well into COVID for like months and months. So the hand hedging habit is now extremely well installed in people's mindset. And we can now like offer like technology that allows you to continue doing what you want to do without getting your life at risk. And I will note that there was a study done last year, so this was pre-COVID, where at least in the U.S., nearly 60% of people said, yes, I will give my most sensitive personal data, so that's biometric, medical, location, if I'm getting a benefit from it, you know, as a service from an app or whatever it may be. And I thought that's interesting. I think people will be open to it. I think there's definitely going to be some uh, adoption curve that will need to happen and some educating of consumers how to use it. But personally, since COVID, I like to use my iPhone to do Apple Pay so that I don't have to touch the keypad. Not all stores have that option. And when we're wearing masks, you can't use the face ID. So then you're clicking the lock button like three times. You can enter the passcode and it's it's quite frustrating. So this would be something to reduce that friction. I'll hop to the next topic today. We're going to chat a little bit about Target. But first, I wanted to tell our listeners a little bit more about Vtex. Vtex is the first and only global, fully integrated end-to-end commerce solution with native marketplace and OMS capabilities. Vtex helps companies in retail, manufacturing, wholesale, groceries, consumer packaged goods, and other verticals to sell more, operate more efficiently, scale seamlessly, and deliver remarkable customer experience. Find out more about what VTEX can do for your business at www.vtex.com. Demonstrating healthy competition, Target announced it will be kicking off its holiday season deals next week. That's super soon. It's also the same time as Amazon's Prime Day. Target said it will hold its Deal Days promotional event on October 13th and 14th, and Amazon, which postponed its annual sales event from July to October due to the pandemic, will also hold its Prime Day event on the 13th and 14th of this month. Target said last week that it plans to offer customers Black Friday pricing for the whole month of November. It also promised to shower shoppers with nearly 1 million more deals than last year. Andrea, I'll pass this to you first. Do you have any predictions for next week's 
shopping events since it's almost kicking off the holiday season. Do you have any guesses on who the winners might be? I think like nowadays everything is changing and like uh, with the digital world and how like e-commerce D2C companies are able to do all these like events constantly without having to follow any schedule is changing the mindset of traditional retailers. And one great example is Target, like how it is switching from the traditional holiday season to move it to different timings to change consumer mindset of not waiting till the end of the year for those deals. I do believe that obviously Amazon is a monster and they always have a great capacity to catch everyone's attention. But I think also Target and these retailers are changing their strategy towards like not being so ecstatic about those specific timings and being able to be more dynamic as digital businesses are doing. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned it's almost up to the retailers. They sort of determine when the holidays are and consumers seem to want it earlier, as we've seen, to have more time to shop safely. Courtney, what's your take? Yeah, I think when you look at the holiday season in general, Black Friday has been losing its momentum it's kind of maintained, it's a high volume day for sure, but it has lost momentum with the specialness of it. it has it bled into Thanksgiving and then over the weekend and all of those things and earlier deals. So I'm actually really excited about Prime Day moving, hearing about Target going with an all in, an entire month of deals, Walmart looking at something the same, Amazon's probably going to come in and do something. So I think what we're seeing now is an unprecedented shift in the commercial plan, if you will, of all of the deals, which I think is going to benefit consumers in a significant way. And everyone's vying for wallet share because there isn't, you know, although consumer spending, it looked like it was going to be about one to one and a half percent increase over last year. There's still going to have, there's a lot of competition. And so everyone's putting it out there to shop with them first. I think what will be interesting is the in-store experience during a peak time. And this weekend coming up for this Prime Day and this Target big day or great deals is you're going to see traffic increase in stores that probably we haven't seen before. And it'll be interesting to see how the retailers actually manage all the different things happening with the store when it's put to the test with increased traffic. And that could be curbside pickup lines lines to get into the store, the same day delivery and how that goes and to see really put their strategies to the test, if you will, and to see if they work. Mm -hmm. And would you say, because I did read that Target said they're changing their staffing approach and dedicating more of their workers to same day services and curbside pickup. They're hiring more at their distribution centers. Like you said, do you think it will be just kind of wait and see if their approach works? I mean, do you think that they have it under control? I, I assume that they have put a lot of thought into it, right? I mean, and you've even read the same thing with Walmart, did the same thing with their staffing model because they're assuming that there will be more shopping online just like we've seen all year since the pandemic has hit. And so I do think that we're going to see some really great systems, but this is a place where we can't let the consumer down because the consumer will go somewhere else or the consumer won't come back to shop in a store if it doesn't feel safe. And also the other risk here is inventory. You know, one of the big friction points for consumers right now is that going into a store, you don't have the inventory that I was looking for. So why did I make the trip? And so that's also another thing that the retailers are going to have to be really aware of. And I will note a super new study was just released by Accenture, and it's about their holiday shopping. They did a big survey, and 
they're reporting that over 75% of consumers said they're going to want the purchases delivered to their home versus other methods like shopping in store. I think that's a little bit high, actually. I think there will be people that go into store more than just 25% of the time. I agree with you, Julia, because I think about the late shoppers in the season. Mm-hmm. Right? What are you going to do? Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I need it tomorrow. Get out and get my goods. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, also we've seen some things that even in the summer months when it hasn't been as busy, I don't know about you, but I know myself, you know, friends, family, where deliveries didn't arrive on time or mm-hmm. were really late. And so that is also going to be another pressure point is not just the actual retailer, but also the delivery mechanisms in which they use. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree with what Courtney said. I think like the digital uh, world has changed the way consumers purchase and it has created the impatience about having to wait or like having to do something like it's very easy. You add to cart and especially I come from Europe, um, Amazon has like a same day or next day delivery for almost everything. So retail now has a strong competitor that is making things very easy. You can get it the next day. You can return whatever you want. So this is making retailers having to change that. And even like digital DGC companies, like Amazon has shaped the way consumers buy and they expect the same from everyone else, even if it's not feasible. So I do believe that retailers right now are focusing a lot on how do they elevate or chase this online uh, mindset change that is happening for the last Mm -hmm. years. Absolutely. And I think there'll be some retailers that come out on top. I mean, I think I saw in passing that the Best Buy stock rose 11% or something in August of this year. And they've been surprising analysts and investors and they're changing their model, right? They're going really fast forward on micro fulfillment to get goods to consumers as quickly as possible. So I think we'll see a lot of movement there too. We'll probably see movement too in like in the home divisions, mm. athleisure, outdoor, fitness, electronics. Probably all the categories that we've seen this summer really boom are going to continue, I think, through the holiday season as well. Mm -hmm. I think so, because you'll have that additional discretionary income potentially if you didn't take a vacation, as a lot of people do, or a holiday during the summer months. And those, you know, I mean, Apple just released some new products and they're hyping up their Apple watches. There's a lot of good stuff that the top companies are releasing. So it'll be interesting to see how those do. Mm -hmm. I agree. Let's hear some good news for a bit. New Zealand American footwear retailer Allbirds announced it is now labeling its shoes with their carbon footprint in hopes that other companies will follow suit. The brand says it believes that helping customers better understand climate change and carbon emissions can lead to a reduction in greenhouse gas emissions. Bed Bath & Beyond announced new partnerships. They're working with Shipt and Instacart for same-day delivery in time for the holidays. The option will be available at a flat rate fee of $4.99 for orders of more than $39 at Bed Bath & Beyond and Bye Bye Baby. And finally, a much-awaited American Dream Mega Mall in New Jersey reopened last week after nearly seven months of waiting. The new mall shut down just three days shy of its grand opening last March, and visitors will now be able to purchase tickets to attractions including an NHL-sized ice rink, an indoor ski slope, and an Angry Birds-branded mini golf course. Retailers including Zara, Lush, and Primark will also open there for the first time. 
Well, the last topic to round out today is about a store opening, actually, and we've seen quite a few of them recently, uh, despite the pandemic, and this one is interesting because it's MAC Cosmetics, and last month they unveiled a new design concept at its New York City Innovation Lab in Queens Center. If you haven't seen it, look it up. The photos are beautiful. It's a new concept. It's a marriage between digital and physical, and shoppers can go in, and the store has the capability to customize their own palettes. You can get personalized product packaging. You can do virtual try-on for not hundreds, but thousands of products. And customers can also check into the store using a QR code called the Mac Pass, and that gives them personalized digital experience based on their online profile outside of the store environment. So their profile contains information about the local Mac store that they're at, like creative profiles for store artists, and it also lets them book stylist appointments, things like that, and features new product drop information. So pretty cool stuff. Courtney, I'll pass this to you first. What do you think about Mac's new concept? They also have touchless. I'll just mention that. So you don't actually have to touch the screen. It's infrared based, which I thought was interesting. I think it sounds honestly amazing. It sounds very modern, but it also modern with all the technology that you just talked about. With the touchless, that's going to be a huge win. Also with the customization, being able to customize an experience in store is going to be adopted by the consumer, I think, in a really positive way. I can imagine sometimes the beauty can be very overwhelming. There's so many choices. But knowing what you like and knowing that you can filter and have an experience customized to yourself will be success for the company. I think the thing to caution, though, is that shopping in a store creates a sense of escapism. And there is a sense of wanting to touch and feel products, even though we're still in COVID. You're still reading it like customers say, I'm still interested. I I missed that. Mm -hmm. And so I think as we get into this like technology and all of the things that we're going to do, we can't lose also the true understanding of what it means to run a retail store and ensuring that you blend these experiences to be modern, but also a sense of normalcy for people will be important. I think so. That's a good point that you made about sort of balancing the touchless features and the really just the coolness of it with that desire that humans innately have to kind of escape and explore. I mean, I know I do that every time I go to TJ Maxx. So Andrea, what's your take? Yeah, I think like, uh, especially again, on the year that we're living, I'm a beauty junkie. I love to go to Alta and Sephora. And obviously now every time that you go, it's a very different experience. Like you are doing a line outside So the booking side of this feature is great. Then they ask you, what do you want from inside? And again, like you said, you love to go and touch and decide. Like most of the time that I go to a beauty store, I don't need anything. I think part of it is discovery and enjoying the the new products that are there. So you already have this moment of, I have to decide when I'm not even inside the store. And then the other thing is that you cannot try testers, especially, I don't know how long is going to last this measure, but since March, you go to a beauty store and you're not allowed to try testers. So beauty and skincare is very personal, like the formulas, the shades, everything. It's something that you need to try. So I think I'm pretty sure like COVID accelerated also this kind of innovation because you are on a beauty store. You want to see how this product fits on your skin and how this lipstick fits on your lips. And I think it is a great customer experience in store. And on the other side, as we were mentioning 
customization, especially in the beauty industry, is, is key. Um, when you go to a, a Sephora or an Ulta and you have these color palettes and you have, and it always happens, it happens with yogurt, it happens with everything. Whenever there's a package, there's always like maybe 30%, 40% that you, you will never use. So I think like trying to customize and bring this experience to a unique, ownable moment for every individual consumer is going to be uh, an incredible success. I, I do believe that, uh, especially as the mindset is changing. And again, this is a temporal and presented situation. But I feel like now everyone is more aware of like touching and, and knowing that this has been touched before. And so trying to to maintain this great experience of trying on the product without actually having to try. Um, it's going to be a great innovation and, and modern and digital inside the store. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I think we will adapt to it because there is going to be a bit of a longstanding concern that people have about germs. And, uh, you know, that might not go away as fast as some of the other things go away that COVID has accelerated. So I think maybe we'll get used to it. I also think, you know, I have tried on, you know, when you try on lipstick in the past when you would go into beauty stores and then you can't find the makeup wipes or the makeup remover or someone else's, right? And then your lips get dry after trying on like three. And so that's kind of a benefit. Like maybe you could try on a lot virtually and then the ones you really like virtually try those on with like a single use sample. Yeah. Exactly. Well, great points. It was lovely to have you both on the show today. And Andrea, I know that you are just trailblazing with your company, Touchland. If people who are listening want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Sure. Like um, they can find us on touchland.com on the first place. And then we're extremely active on social media. They can find us at Instagram at Touchland and also TikTok and Twitter and Facebook also with at Touchland. Awesome. Well, Courtney Hawkins and Andrea Lisbona, thank you both for joining today. It was wonderful to hear your insights. Thank you, Julia, for having Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. If you would like to be considered as a guest on our show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. For sponsorship opportunities, send us an email at media at rethink.industries. You can help support our team at Rethink Retail by dropping us a rating and review on your iTunes podcast app. To each and every one of you, thanks so much for tuning in. Retail never sleeps. See you next week.